Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Dear God, we do ask that you just come like a fire and burn inside of us. Give us, give us your passion. Give us your love. Give us your spirit so that we may be full, so that we may then offer ourselves up for others. So God, at this time, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So today we uh, conclude our series on these three rules that, that John Wesley came up with that gave his, his united societies that, that became who we are as the United Methodist Church. And these three rules are, are, are very simple. They're, they're very basic rules. You may hear these rules uh, shared with, with our, our little ones. Now, we don't want our little ones to do harm. We want our little ones to do good. And we definitely want our little ones. I loved how Glendo talked about loving God and how important that is in our lives. But one of the things that I think that we can easily do is to relegate those rules to, to the little ones. And as we grow up, we, we start to think, well, you know, I, I, I know all of that. I, I've heard all of that. And yeah, I believe all of that. But life is different. But really, is life different for us as it is for our children? Tim and I, we had a, a conversation this week about, about teaching uh, and, and, and growing and, and helping us uh, develop our faith lives. And I told him, said, man, this is something that I learned back in my education days uh, when I was doing um, music education and those three or four education classes. This is the one thing that kind of stuck, that everything else has kind of gone away. Is this how we learn in kind of a, a spiralistic, if you will, pattern that we may have something very simple, very uh, elementary, Say, like with our grandson Samuel, who is four years old right now, we were uh, walking around Grapevine Mills, and Sam was looking at different stores, and he was pointing out different letters and calling out the different letters that he saw. But Tracy and I, we knew that those letters were a part of bigger words. And as he grows up, those letters will become a part of words. And he'll start reciting those words. And then as he gets older, those words will become sentences. And those sentences will become paragraphs and on and on. And see, it's just this cycle, this spiral that he, he never will get away from those letters. But as he grows... 
those letters will become more uh, real to his life and, and be able to unlock a world that he may not be accustomed to right now. But I think that's how these simple rules are. We can look at them and easily dismiss them as we got that down. We, we know all about doing no harm. We know all about doing good. We know all about loving God. But to be followers of Jesus Christ, to be disciples of Jesus Christ, we just don't say those words. We, we build on them and we expound on them to make them real and relevant for us even yet today. So our third rule, John Wesley starts out by saying these words. He says, the third general rule reads as follows. It is expected of all who desire to continue in these societies that they should continue to evidence their desire of salvation. Thirdly, by attending upon all the ordinances of God. Now, that's ordinances. That's one of those old-timey words that, that John Wesley threw in there that we kind of look at and go, what exactly does ordinance mean? Well, it, it, it's a decree. It, it's, a, it's a statement of, of, of things to follow. And as followers of Christ, Wesley expounded on that by saying what the ordinances of God are the public worship of God, the ministry of the word, either read or expounded, the supper of the Lord, family and private prayer, searching the scriptures, fasting or abstinence. See, all six of those, those key phrases, go, go ahead and head back to that. Uh, all six of those are important when it comes to how we are to grow in our lives. You know, the, the public worship of God. I love how Wesley put in that word, public. It's not talking about just being at home by yourself and, and singing and praying, but there is something about gathering as the people of God together that helps strengthen our faith. When we gather together, we encourage one another. We, we let each other know that we are all on this journey together. And, and when we miss out, there's a hole in our lives. And when that hole is in our lives, we start to try to fill it with other things. And those other things that we try to fill aren't as satisfying as being together as the body of Christ. The ministry of the world, either, either read or expounded. John Wesley talks about how important it is to make sure that you're in God's word and, and you try to understand what it is that, that the word is teaching us. I, I like to look at it as a little bit more of being a part of what God is doing around us. By, by expounding on what exactly ministry looks at for each and every one of us, how we can be a part of the capital W word, what Jesus is doing around us. How we gather the first Sunday of each month, and we gather at this table 
to share in the breaking of the bread and, and the pouring of the cup. Now that is allowing God's presence to be in and through us. And then prayer. Prayer is so important. Prayer is not just to spend time alone de- delving into a life with God, but, but sharing with our families how to pray, teaching our little ones how to pray, and searching the scriptures, and fasting and abstinence. Those are, are the ways that we can know God's will in our lives. It's kind of funny to me that uh, this rule, the third rule, if you look through the general rules, is the shortest of the three rules. So with it being the shortest of the three rules, I guess that's the end of my sermon. <laughs> Just kidding. Tom says, darn. No, I, th- I think it's important to know exactly what those ordinances are, but really as people of faith, we have to ask why. Why is it important to follow these ordinances? What, what is it that helps us grow? What is it that helps us to stay in love with the God who created us and loves us? Our scripture points to this. So I invite you to look at Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. If you don't have your Bibles, the words will be printed up on the screen. Paul writes these words. So live in Christ Jesus the Lord in the same way as you received him. Be rooted and built up in him. Be established in faith and overflow with thanksgiving just as you were taught. This passage shares with us and it gives us ways to live out the ordinances of God when we join together in public worship, when we minister through the word, through the Lord's table, through, through prayer, through searching the scriptures, through fasting and abstinence. These are ways that we allow ourselves to live in Christ Jesus. When we partake in these ordinances, we are claiming that our lives is in Christ. Philippians 1.21, Paul is in prison, and he's writing a letter to those who are supporting him. And I'm sure he had people who were very upset or very worried about his presence in prison whether or not he will make it out alive or not. And Paul gives us these words that people have used as as a familiar passage. Well, for me, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. See, for Paul, he knew that as long as he lived, as long as he had breath, he was able to proclaim the goodness of God. But see, that moment that that his life was given up, then he would be with God. So that glory would be, he would be surrounded by the glory of God. But until then, he knew it was important that every single thing that he does, every single thing that he did 
showed he had a life in Christ. A few years ago, uh, I think it was the first game of the uh, football playoffs, there was a play where Des Bryant was moving towards the end zone and he reached up to catch the ball and he came down with the ball and it landed and the ball was called incomplete. It was not, not a catch. I could see Teddy already shaking his head. Yeah, it was a catch. It was a catch. Over the next month, even today, I still hear passion about that catch. Radio programs, hours upon hours talking about the catch. Radio DJs came up with songs about Dean Blandino, about how he messed up this call. There was a lot of passion and a lot of energy around that. But my friends, the question comes, where is our passion? And where is our energy when we proclaim the love of God? Where is the passion? Where is the energy where we proclaim what God has done in our lives? We, we don't hear radio programs really do, hammering out the fact of how, what God has done for us. But we do hear these, these little trivial things that, that consume our lives, that, that, that can put our passion in misguided places. See, when we truly live in Christ Jesus, we understand that we know who and whose we are. I repeat this over and over again because it's a mantra that I, that I live at, that I am one in whom Christ dwells. And I live in God's unshakable kingdom. See, Paul continues in, in this letter to the Colossians. He says that once we live in Christ Jesus our Lord, then we are able to be rooted and built up in him. Jacob, our, our youngest son, lives in, in San Marcos, Texas, and he's working at uh, the new Amazon uh, plant that's down there uh, helping fulfill orders. So it's a brand new place, and, and they have uh, new trees planted around the parking lot. And when Hurricane Harvey came through, uh, it... it, it San Marcos got a little bit of that wind and, and, and destruction. And he sent us this picture of this itty-bitty tree tipped over by his car. And he said, the struggle is real. But one of the things that I noticed about that tree, and I noticed about how it can affect our lives too. See, being a small tree, its roots wasn't deep enough to keep it firmly rooted in the ground. So, of course, when a small wind or, or, or a bigger wind comes by, it's going to blow the tree over. If, if you look on Google, you can see all of these images of trees that are, that are fallen over, and you can see these small little root systems. See, we must 
be rooted in our faith. We must have these strong roots that, that when life hits us, and, and life is going to hit us hard, when, when we have teachings that are wrong, that, that call us to, to not fully live out who we are in Christ, but to live our lives in other ways, if, our, if we are not firmly rooted in Jesus Christ, our lives will be wrecked. Our lives can be made less whole. If we live in Christ and we're rooted, then we can easily give thanks. One of the best spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices that you can have in your life is to make sure that you take time to be thankful. It's so easy just to complain about things. It's so easy to let distractions bother you. But when we take time to give thanks, when we take time to, to truly know where our blessings come from, we can live a full and overflowed life of thanksgiving. It just takes a moment to maybe start a journal to give little blessings and thanks for little things. You know, one of the things that I... I uh, wanted to make sure that we did this morning is to give thanks for the other ministry opportunities we have in our lives. How we have the opportunity to teach. To teach each other, to teach our kids, to teach our family. You know, it, it blows me away just to think about our scouting program. 105 years of teaching young men how to, to take faith and, and, and make it a part of their lives, not just so that they can hold it on, but that they can share it in service to others. How we have our, our Wednesday night programming that, that's kind of following the model of what Sunday school used to be. Sunday school used to be this way, place where kids were taught how to read and write because they lived out on farms, so Sunday morning was the only time that they could get the education that they needed to advance in life. Well, Wednesday Night Fusion, we're, we're not necessarily doing reading or writing, but we're teaching our kids other skills that they may not get in their lives. We're teaching them how to compost right now. How fun is that? Doesn't smell yet, but it's still fun. You know, we're going to show them stuff about cars, first aid, sign language. You know, these are ways to help them grow as young men and women of faith, to help them take what is rooted inside of them so that they can then share that with others. My friends, we have three simple rules. We know that what we should do shouldn't harm others. We know that there is this call in us to do good because God is good. But this third rule, to love God, holds everything together. It gives us reason. 
It gives us purpose. It gives us strength to love others as God has loved us. Let us pray. Oh God, as we continue to live out these three rules, we know that we are always growing. And it doesn't matter if we are a young disciple, uh, two, three, or four years old, or if we have been a disciple for all of our lives. You call us to continue to grow. You call us to continue to find ways to sharpen the knowledge that we have so that day after day we can claim the faith we have in Jesus Christ our Lord. So help us. Help us to fulfill the love that you have for us so that we may share that love with others. And we pray this in the strong name of the one who gives us life, who loves us, who cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.